0: to this Thursday edition of Main Street Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint Chris Yao, alongside Mo Patton, and we have got a fantastic show lined up for you today. As it is Thursday, we will talk a lot of preps here in Middle Tennessee. But our coach's corner, we're gonna go to the college drinks today, Mo.
1: Yeah, um, Dave Jarvis, longtime Belmont baseball coach, is going to join us in Coach's Corner. And, and it's a pretty timely get, actually, because the Bruins coming off of a 10-7 comeback win over at MTSU on Tuesday. You know, we had Chip on for the start of that. Fortunately, Brian Beranek did not take the loss. Okay, that's good. Yeah, gave up three earned in five innings. Belmont came back late to win it. But um, they also have – let's put it this way. You don't have to go to the Hawk to see Power 5 baseball this weekend. How about that? How about that? Kansas coming up to Rose Park to take on Belmont in the three-game series this weekend. And so, going to get Dave on to talk a little bit about that and and about his team in general. So, looking forward to that here in the um, second segment.
0: We also have with us from the Indy Star, columnist Greg Doyle will join us. He's up there. Been in and around the hoopla that is the NFL Combine, and perhaps we can get an idea of why there's so much hoopla around the <laughs> NFL Combine. But <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Um,
1: so, so you're not a fan, huh?
0: I, I just don't understand why we care so much. <laughs> uh, but, hey, who am I and what do I know? That is – it's not I that I don't
2: like it. it's just I don't get why people like it <laughs> yeah I, that I'm that's a you.
1: fair assessment, yeah, yeah I think that's the best way to put it actually.
0: then um, of course, the Titans are involved in a lot of discussions, potentially looking at a trade for the number one pick i uh, speaking of things I don't understand,
1: Wow, right. To do what with?
0: Now, I'm not sure what anyone thinks, or or why anyone thinks the Titans would care. But we'll talk about it. There's there's no question there. Um. Anyway, if Greg is needed, if Greg, if you need to come on, we can go ahead and get you. Yeah, I
1: thought I thought we were I thought we were three central, but that's yeah, that's
0: perfectly
3: fine. Hey, Greg, Greg. Hey,
1: look. Welcome to the party.
3: Yeah, we were we were three Central, four Eastern. I I get confused, but also I got confused because your man called me wanting to know if I could get on. And I thought, oh, okay, it must be three Eastern. Yeah, we
1: were we were just making. Being, sure. Yeah, we were we were making sure, but That'd we appreciate worried. you coming okay. in. Yeah, so long as I, you're here. By the way,
3: if I can interrupt real quick, was was it Justin that was saying he doesn't yeah. get the allure of the combine?
0: Yeah,
1: I mean, me too. I don't. It, yeah, yeah,
3: me too. it's it's unanimous yeah as someone who goes has to go every year i like it being here in indy because it's a big deal for our city and it brings in a lot of money and hotels and all that so i don't want to lose it um but i'm so involved with the combine that i'm not even sure about this but i think we've already lost it i think it's moving to vegas or something um in a year or two or something and i i'll be sorry to see it go as a resident of indiana I won't be sorry to see it go as a sports ride. I don't like doing it. I don't like going. I don't like, you know, everybody's different, but my style is to see things and do things no one else is seeing or doing. Um, my style is not to go, hey, herd of cattle, go over here and everybody go move over here. No, I, that actually depresses me. I walk into the combine and it's almost That's like right. PTSD. I don't, I don't
1: like it. That's great to hear because, again, I I believe we are all of one accord as far as that goes. Uh-huh. I don't necessarily know what you see there that you can't see anywhere else, either what you've seen on tape of a kid or what you will see at his pro day or anything like that. I, I'm sure it's all about the ease of evaluating all of those players at one time for the NFL, but, but uh-huh. like you said, it's it, – it can't be very comfortable to watch for an extended period of time, as you have, Greg. So,
3: no, you're wrong. Actually, you're wrong. I, I've never watched for an extended period of time. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think the benefit to this for the NFL is the medical tests. That that is sure, and that's really all they ought to do. And, and I guess yes, we'll we'll do your your forty and your two twenty five, your bench press, and all that. But the truth is, every single one of these kids, I think, ninety eight percent of them. Are going to have their own pro day at their school,
2: mm-hmm.
3: and you can. And pro teams will be there. If Bryce Young of Alabama goes, does everything here, which you won't. But if he does everything here and does it all at Tuscaloosa, everybody's going to be at both, both places. So I think the only the only real benefit of a combine really is the medical testing. I, I like what Shane Steichen, the new coach of the Colts, said yesterday, is that he understands why some people like Bryce Young wouldn't want to throw because you're not throwing to your receivers. And and he says, but if you do throw, and you miss a couple throws, throwing against air, no one's going to say you're dropping down our, our board because they know that that you're throwing to people you've never thrown to before. That at that level, the need to be accurate on the on the route is so important that if if the guy you know drives off, takes his cut one step early, the ball not might not be on top, might not be on target. So. They even the even the GMs and the coaches don't seem to care a lot about what they see on the field. The only time I've ever been on the field to watch it, and this goes back to what I was saying earlier, I prefer to do things when no one else is doing them, whether because they don't know to do it or don't have the guts to do it or aren't slimy enough to do it, whatever. About twelve years ago, I it's just a guess, but um back then the combine was like this big secret. You couldn't like you couldn't film it. It wasn't on TV, it was like we couldn't watch it. The media couldn't even sit there and watch it. People would fly in all the country to Indianapolis just to sit in a room and talk to people, but you couldn't even watch it. Well, I got back in it was at Lucas Oil Stadium, and I I followed a, a server with food or something and, and found, my, found myself on the floor, I'm sorry, on the field level. And I walked through the tunnel, and I'm on the field level. And I think it was Pat McAfee, but it might have been Owen Schmidt. It was some big, strong punter from West Virginia was punting <laughs> balls, trying to hit it into a, a big garbage can. And I was standing right next to the garbage can. And I thought, this is great. And I was going to write a column about, you know, infiltrating the combine and here's what it looks like and all that. And I was at CBS sports at the time. CBS had a contract and still does with the NFL. And my bosses said, you, you can't write that. You know, we, we can't have a CBS person. We're in bed with the NFL Sneak into the combine <laughs> and watch it. So that one never happened, and that's the that's the last time I've ever watched anybody work out in shorts at a combine. And I'll never do it again unless someone forces me to.
0: I just I don't have any interest in watching men run in their underwear. I,
3: it's I just practice. Don't. It's I'm sorry. practice. We Same talking about, about practice for college basketball? Not again. Um, Midnight Madness and that sort of thing. I'm not going. I don't. I'm not watching a scrimmage. It's practice. When when you're used to watching the Final Four and the NBA Finals and and Purdue versus Indiana, and that's what you go and do. All of a sudden, to watch these guys do do a layup line. No thanks. <laughs> yeah.
1: And this is why we've got Greg yeah. Doyle of the Indianapolis Star with us here on Main Street mm. Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Um, Greg, as as we were talking in the in the open and more what happened off the field is a little bit more telling than what's going on on the field there in Indianapolis but as Tennessee Titans followers we we're hearing that the Titans may be looking to move up in the draft are you have you heard anything about that or or um up there or what are you getting any kind of read at all along those lines or is I'm that anything
3: you're paying attention um, to? I'm getting a read, but the read is I I Googled NFL draft quarterbacks. I wanted to know who might the Colts be competing with to trade up for the Bears' number one pick. And somebody, Sports, Sporting News, wrote the Titans are possibly one of them. So I, I'm not your insider. I'm mm-hmm. not your insider. Yeah. I don't hear things. Um, I hear a few things, but not much, and I don't care. I, I actually wrote a story the other day about, the number one draft pick and how we, we all know the bears are going to trade it, which means we all know now the Colts need to go get it because Adam Schefter says so. (laughs) And then I wrote several sentences about, about what a joke that is that Adam Schefter even knows. And he knows because he's in bed platonically, as I wrote, he's in bed with agents and with all the ambitious unethical executives that will give away their team secrets trying to get ahead in this, in this game. So he's in bed with all these people and to, and he's like everybody, all the national reporters, that's what they do. And they're in bed with these folks and there's a trade-off down the line. You know, if you give me some scoops. I will, I'll whisper your name one day on, on TV when there's a job open and you're one of the four candidates, I'll say that you're really good. You know, that it's just, it's nonsense. And uh, like I, I was a, when I was at CBS, I was a college basketball guy and I was supposed to be an insider and when it was explained to me, here's how you become an insider, I became an outsider and just became the guy that would rip everybody. Because I'd rather rip you. than I'm not getting into bed with anybody. Like, I got to sleep at night, and I'm not, I'm not sleeping with you, whoever you are.
0: Right. You know, it, that's interesting because, well, the, the most important thing here is, obviously, Titans here in Middle Tennessee, AFC South, division rivals with Indianapolis and it, it appears that they are going to be fighting for that number one pick potentially. But if, if the Colts do go get it, Greg, what, what do you, what do you think they should do? Or
1: well, what do you do think, you think they should ahead? do? And what do you think they will do?
3: Yeah. Well, here's what I think is going to happen. Uh, and and I'm, I think this after seeing a few people kind of speculate it and now I realize why it makes sense. The bears, of course, the, the kid from Alabama being charged with reckless driving or Jalen Carter, I think his name is, whatever he was charged with, you know, that, that complicates things greatly because he was the guy allegedly, he was the guy that the bears wanted and they could get him at four, even though he's the best player in the draft, allegedly, like, like I would know, but that's what people say. So what I love is when insiders come on these shows, whether it's ESPN or with you or whatever, and all they do is regurgitate everything they've read and they say Jalen Carter's the best prospect. Really? Have you seen him play? no but everyone else then, then don't talk about it Or least, if you're gonna talk about it, at least be honest that you're just you're standing on the shoulders of greatness or scumminess but it's not your like so i don't know Jalen carter i wouldn't know if he walked in my front door but him getting arrested is a problem until that happened they might still go get i i think the guy that i would get and i i actually see this guy will anderson of alabama i mean all he does is sack people that's all he does he sacks people when he's not even playing football he just he gets. I think he got a sack right now. He's got a sack. He's not. Even, he's not even <laughs> doing anything. Will Anderson special? Having said that, the Bears know the Texans want to get the the quarterback they want ahead of the Colts, and the Texans are at two. The Texans can trade up to one, and the Bears are at two. So the Bears can trade twice. They can trade with the Texans for a bunch of stuff and pick a two, and then they've got a bunch of stuff, and they trade with the Colts and go to four and get a bunch more stuff and from the Colts. A bunch more stuff. So I think the way it's going to work out is the Texans are going to pick one and the Colts are going to pick two. That's how I think it's going to eventually work out. And I don't know who the Texans want, but Bryce Young is said to be, and again, I wouldn't know. I mean, I've seen highlights. They all look good on highlights. C.J. Stroud looks good on highlights. Will Levis looks good on highlights. Will Levis, the stats tell me he's Sam Darnold, but he looks good on highlights. But if if the Texans want Bryce Young, and they should, because everybody says he's the best, and I'll take everybody's word for it, then the Colts might be stuck with C.J. Stroud, who might be better. We'll see.
0: It, it, that's interesting because yeah, honestly, of the quarterbacks in the draft, I think CJ Stroud's the best prospect. Uh, Bryce Young's probably the best, most talented quarterback, but being 5'10
3: is is an issue. It's it just no, it's is. not. It's hey. not. It's not. Who who gets hurt in the NFL? Who gets hurt? Andrew Luck is out of the NFL because he got hurt so bad. He's 6'4, 240. B- Carson Wentz can't stay healthy. He's 6'5, 238. When's the last, I mean, Russell Wilson doesn't miss games. Uh, Kyler Murray hasn't missed many drew Brees barely missed any in 20 years. You know, the idea that little quarterbacks get hurt. If they're great at throwing the ball, they don't get hurt because they're not there to get hit. It's like, uh, <laughs> I love UFC. So it's like Liotta Machida. Uh, when he was running the UFC's middleweight division, light heavyweight, whatever he was like, you couldn't hit him because he, he was a karate guy and you couldn't hit him until a few people hit him and his glass jaw broke and he's out. But, if you can't get hit, I don't care how small you are. You can be as fragile as it gets, but if no one's touching you. And that's what they say Bryce Young has going for him. And, again, I say they because I don't study. I see highlights, so I don't know. But they say that his pocket feel, his like, Brute, like Breeze had, his gift for knowing when the pressure's coming and to get rid of the ball, it's whether true. it's checking it down to a running back or just getting rid of it and not getting hurt, is why he's fine. He's not going to get hurt.
0: And that's why Joe Rexroad of the Athletic thinks the Titans should trade from 11 to wherever the Colts are. Get a get in front of them. <laughs> now, cool. now I have this. I have this theory, Greg, and you may you may have have thoughts on this. I have a theory that the Colts are quarterback racists. They want. They don't like black quarterbacks. For whatever reason, and that's why I think they're going to take Will Levis, no matter what.
3: Did are you are you serious? <laughs> like, do you, do you do you did you say that and you meant that? Absolutely. So let's think about this. Let's not oh, think about this. Jacoby Brissett was a quarterback. He was on roster for two or three years. He was on the, the roster for,
0: for one and a half. He was he was a backup for one game. He came in for injured Andrew Luck. I'm sorry, the quarterback who came in for luck was then benched for Jacoby Brissett. Brissett came in for half a year, then he played a year and they got rid of him and went and got old Phillip Rivers, trash Carson Wentz, old Matt Ryan.
3: Are you seriously saying that any of those three guys on paper, on paper? Knowing not knowing what we know now, but on paper, you, you would have taken Jacoby over any of those three guys in real time, like in, in real time, because nobody does that. Nobody would have done that. It's not quarterback racist. That's the the culture of the team that have had Tony Dungy's head coach, Jim Caldwell was the head of coach. They've had two black offensive coordinators in the last six seven years. If you trust black men to be your coach and your coordinator, you would trust a black man to be your quarterback. I, uh, Chris, if I'd known you were going to say something as stupid as that, I wouldn't have come on the show. And Maurice, <laughs> I can't believe you're sitting next to the guy. If he's serious.
1: Uh, is- I'm, I'm just sitting here listening to it because I didn't see that coming. Who I mean, would see I- that coming? That's the
3: dumbest thing I've ever heard. And I want to make sure if this if this lives on Google or, or whatever, that people know that that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And not because I cover the Colts. Uh, I would, I wouldn't, You can't say that about anybody. Nobody's quarterback racist. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard.
0: Um, the NFL does not like black quarterbacks over time,
3: but that's. Maurice, I love you. I can't be here for this guy. See ya. (laughs)
2: That was interesting. He has a reputation. Well, that was was spicy.
0: That was interesting. I mean, it was a theory, and I wanted to get his take on it because he does cover the Colts. You got his take. All right. And that's fine. I think he's wrong.
1: And I've said it on this show before. I I wish, I I wish we'd had a little bit more time to to develop that. Well, think about it though.
0: Jacoby Brissett would I take would I have taken him over? We talked about just in terms of his. The Colts have did not give Jacoby Brissett time to become the quarterback he could
1: become. I would. I would definitely and have said that. So, you they know, chose Philip
0: Rivers and Carson Wentz, who's going to be playing in the XFL if he ever plays again.
1: Yeah, the Commanders just released him earlier exactly. this week. Yeah.
0: The Commanders. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. Yes, I would have 100% taken Jacoby Brissett over Carson Wentz.
1: Yes. Over Carson Wentz, I can see. I mean – Again, you're a GM. You're trying to figure a way how to keep that team in the playoff mix. And do you go with a largely unproven Jacoby Brissett, or do you go with a guy like a Phillip Rivers who's got the reputation, who has performed earlier in his career? It didn't work out. Sure. But, but again, in real time, I didn't like it but I understood it, you know, and, you know, I get it. Uh, I, I get what you're saying about Brissett. I get what you're saying about that organization. I don't know that I had necessarily thought about it along those lines. So. I just, I, based on all of the
0: information, and, and I, I understand that that's, that's not a bad argument. If you trust black men to be your, your coach and offensive coordinator, then you probably.
1: It would stand to reason that you would as your quarterback
0: that, and think, yet yeah the
2: and the misconception yet. the misconception i believe uh, there was that he thought or you know he believed that that's you solely thought that 100% that was your belief other than except you you were just saying that's a theory that you have it's a theory yeah
0: I, I don't know that they are don't know that they aren't
2: i believe that that was where but the
0: based off of based off what you what we've seen mm-hmm. I, I think it's it's a plausible theory
2: and it's a talk show, so let's talk about it.
1: Right, right. Speaking of Talking. talk shows, yeah, we probably need do a break. Little, let's, let's, yeah. Because we have
0: Belmont baseball coach Dave Jarvis coming up, so stick around. We'll talk about his Power 5 series this weekend right here in Nashville on Main Street Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Barn & Joint. Stick around. Welcome back in Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint, Chris Yao, alongside Mo Patton. This is going to be the most viewed show we have all year long, and I'm excited about it.
1: Ever. Perhaps.
0: <laughs> you, you thought – You thought Dr. Keswani was big? This is bigger. Now, you know, and and looking forward to talking with local baseball legend, Mm -hmm. Dave Jarvis of Belmont University, who is joining us on Coach's Corner, presented by From the Heart Cafe out in Chapel Hill. If you have not seen Renee Hart and the fine folks at From the Heart, make sure to make the short drive to Chapel Hill. It is worth the drive. While you're there, head out to Henry Horton State Park. It's beautiful over there. Make a day of it. On your way out, grab something else. Okay. Justin, are you okay?
1: Um, oh no, that's that's Dave's uh printer. Oh, he's coach's printer. He's, he's multitasking there. <laughs> I was like, I was like, what is that? What's that clicking noise? I, I was just wondering, Dave are are the specs are they are they on the field as well or are you just looking studious for us
4: well uh reading reading glasses are mandatory for me now maurice i've reached that age so, so <laughs> is life. I, I
1: understand dave jarvis longtime baseball coach at belmont joining us here on coach's corner as chris as chris said presented i by apologize Audi.
4: my printer is receiving something right now so oh no fine. no you
1: we like, were yeah. just confused with the noise multitasking <laughs> Um, they, as I said, we, we wanted to bring you in because we don't often see big 12 teams coming to Nashville this time of year. How did, how did this Kansas series come about?
4: Well, we've you know, I had a previous, uh, a relationship with Rich Price, the previous head coach there. This will be, you know, the third time that I think that we've scheduled Kansas to come to Nashville. It was, uh, it was always a great destination for them to get, a little bit further south, early in the season, and he enjoyed coming to Nashville. Uh, he ended up retiring at the end of the last season, but we had had this this series on the books for about a year and a half prior to that. Uh, Dan Fitzgerald is the is the new head coach there now, an outstanding baseball guy, outstanding baseball coach. And uh, anyway that that's the that's the gist of how it ended up happening. Uh, as I said, I think this is our third time to host the university of Kansas in a weekend series early in the season.
1: And you guys aren't shying away from the power fives went to North Carolina state this past weekend, um, had a tough go of it over there. got swept in three games, but came back home. Well, came back to town and went over to MTSU, picked up a ten-seven win Tuesday to get to three and six on the year. But again, North Carolina State for three, Kansas for three this weekend. You you're going to find out a lot about your team before you
4: guys get into Valley play, I guess, with a series like this. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, it's exciting to have a Power Five school, any Power Five school, come into into our uh, facility and have the opportunity to play them. We've hosted, we've hosted, I think Tennessee one time. We've hosted Vanderbilt on a on a couple of three different occasions where they've come over here and played us. Uh, As you said, Maurice, we we are learning a lot about our team, but many of the things that we already knew, we knew we were a very young team. We knew we had 19 new players on our roster this year. There's going to be a a process that we're working through uh, in these weekends. We're seeing a lot of growth and a lot of development amongst not only the freshmen, but uh, some of the transfer students as well. Our kids are doing a really good job of handling where we're at. Right now, from an emotional development and growth standpoint, we need to continue to do that. And we need to continue to worry about the process and and getting better as much as anything else. Uh, Numbers, all of that takes care of itself if we start doing things right. And that's what our focus is on right now is making sure that we're continuing to sand off the rough edges and and make sure that as players, we're we're doing things right and doing them in the Belmont way.
1: I would think, coach, one of the um, I guess one of the drawing points when you are able to get a Kansas or somebody like that to come into your facility. Weather isn't as much of an issue as Rose Park. I, I actually had the good fortune of coaching a summer league team on that field sometime back. And you know, it's artificial turf everywhere. And you you feel a lot better about the possibility of getting games in and not being bothered by weather
4: and that kind of thing, and I would imagine that has to be a selling point
1: for you guys. It is. I think
4: that's that's always been an attraction. We've hosted a lot of we've hosted a lot of home weekends early in the February, uh, early March part of college baseball since we've opened Rose Park up back in the end of 2011, uh, and it's those two reasons. It's our weather's usually pretty dependable. By this time of year, our, our normal highs are right around 58, 59, 60 degrees moving into early March. That's what the normal is. Uh, and then the the turf itself does such a tremendous job of minimizing rain issues or wet field conditions. And it allows you to almost always find an opportunity within a day uh, to usually you're going to find a window where you can try to get a baseball game. in. So now we have the new. Uh, you know, hitting facility here that allows us if we needed to, to take batting practice indoors and you get a three hour window, you get outside and you play the game. The other thing is the city of Nashville itself is very conducive. It's an easy in, easy out. There's a lot of teams uh, from Northern locations that if they don't fly in, maybe it's a six, seven hour bus trip where they're getting a lot further South and getting a lot better weather. So I think that that's helped us in scheduling early as well.
0: Now you know when you look at this schedule, this is you know you guys have already gotten in what nine games, and that's that's, that's a huge huge deal. But uh, you guys don't shy from scheduling anybody. Obviously, we talked we you know we talked about Kansas coming in here, but you just got off a three game set with uh, nationally ranked North Carolina State. Obviously went over to Middle Tennessee uh, earlier this week and picked up a big win. Why is it important for you guys to schedule, you know, up like that?
4: Well, Chris, I think I think it's a great experience for a young man. First of all, I mean that trip to North Carolina State, getting play in their facility, uh, see that part of the country. That's something that they're going to remember the rest of their lives. I still remember as a player myself. Uh, when we would take a trip and go play at a Mississippi state or university of Texas at Arlington or UT Austin, uh, just, just some really, really cool facilities, really cool places. Hey, that's been 40 years ago. That is more than 40 years ago. So I think that you give the opportunity (laughs) for your own men to see some things compete against some of the best competition that you can find. Uh, you know, and that's what this weekend is about. It's an opportunity To show a lot of competitive character and come out and play against a power five school, we welcome those opportunities. And in the Missouri Valley, as you look at uh, the other schools in our league, none of none of the teams in this league shy away from those opportunities. I feel like they take advantage of every opportunity that they get.
1: Dave Jarvis long-time baseball coach at Belmont joining us here on Coach's Corner, presented by From the Heart Cafe over in Chapel Hill. And, Dave, you, as you talk about the Valley, this is y'all's first year in the Missouri Valley Conference. Um, basketball has gone through it. Um, do you feel like you guys have an advantage in the Valley being so far south and being able to get in more games at home? Than, I mean, Bradley and some of your other counterparts are probably having to try to come south. To get games
4: this time of year, there's no doubt about that. Maurice uh, will be the southernmost member uh, of the league as it stands right now, and as a membership stands uh, currently, uh, you always you always have an appreciation for that as in college baseball. And so, it'll you know the the announcement for it and the move to the Missouri Valley. I think as we look at our recruiting classes over the next two or three years, you're going to be able to see. Uh, Stepping up into that league is going to begin to have a real positive effect on our recruiting classes as well, too. The announcement for this year's class, these kids were already here. They were already in place and had been committed for many months before that announcement took place. But we've got a really outstanding freshman class. We had a really good incoming class, very large, but we're excited about these young men and who they are and and their work ethic and, and the way we're going about our business. Will it take us a minute to get up to speed? Very likely so. But we're excited about being in the league this year, going out and competing, trying to trying to uh, get these kids that uh, are in their first year with Belmont University, being so many of them. I'm just really excited about them and getting them up to speed. Staying healthy is going to be a big key for us this year. If we can if we can maintain good health out there on the field and keep our kids In in position, I feel really good about where this team is going to end up at. And it's really not where we're at. Uh, It's not about where we're at, but it's about where we're headed. And I have a good feeling about where this team can be headed if we stay healthy, no doubt. You know, Dave, we have Chip Walters on every Tuesday, the voice of the
1: Blue Raiders. And he was doing his hit from. The stands at Ree Smith Field Tuesday when you guys were getting started. And we talked to him about the number of local kids on the MTSU team. And as we look through your roster, very heavy Middle Tennessee and Tennessee flavor on there as well. Um, does this speak to the competitive level of baseball in this area that you're able to go out and get so many kids from within? 45 minutes to an hour of your campus and, and bring them in and,
4: and be successful with those guys. Absolutely Maurice. I, you know, in my time, I've been blessed to be here. This is my 26th year in the, in the, uh, not just middle Tennessee state or middle Tennessee, but, uh, throughout the state of Tennessee, I think high school baseball summer programs are continuing to get better and better and stronger. I see more player development going on with kids at younger ages, and uh it it works to your advantage to have so many kids within your radius and within your area that we can offer a world-class education to an opportunity for their parents to see on a regular basis i think all of those things uh play into play a big factor in it during my time here our rosters had traditionally trended to be about 50 percent had tennessee addresses the other 50 percent would be from other states but just within the last uh, three or four or five years, I've seen that trend start to have more and more uh, Tennessee addresses in our roster. It's just a tribute to how good a lot of these high school programs are and the players that they're producing. And you see that on other rosters, Division One rosters within the state as well, too.
0: And not that it matters, but it certainly doesn't hurt the recruiting budget or the fact that you can stay a lot closer to home and recruit, and maybe be at the house by the end of the day. That's always nice too, huh?
4: Never a bad thing for me, I can tell you that, Chris. It's never <laughs> a bad thing for me. But it's it, it really is. It's a testament to baseball becoming a much better sport constantly. Tennessee has always had good baseball. I think it's I think it's becoming much much more. It, when you look at Nashville and the growth that it's had, the people that have moved here, moved here, players, high school players that I've seen move in, it becomes much more trending towards what uh, the Atlanta baseball scene looks like and how many good players they have down there in the East Cobb program and, mm-hmm. and Lake Point and those areas. So it's it's transitioning. It's, it's trending in the right direction for sure, I feel like.
1: You mentioned development of talent in this area and particularly, um, even before high school in the youth leagues and that kind of thing. And you've got a name on your roster that, that a lot of people are familiar with from, um, from the little league world series a few years back, Sam Slaughter is a junior outfielder for you. Um, (laughs) it's funny. I mean, people forget these guys grow up.
4: Yes.
1: (laughs) You know, we, we saw Sam on ESPN and Williamsport and that kind of thing. And it's, um, It's fun to see what those guys go on to be after that
4: experience there. Yeah. Some of those, some of those young men, I feel like that is the peak or the pinnacle of their athleticism. Sometimes Uh, many of them go on to develop and become even better athletes as they grow older. You don't know what someone's DNA is. You don't know uh, how far their ceiling is at the age of 11 or 12 years old, but Sam just has such tremendous strength. He has speed. Uh, I'm I'm excited about working with him. I'm excited about trying to redefine him defensively as an outfielder. I think he brings a lot of potential offensively to the plate. Has done a lot of DHing for us thus far early in the season, and uh, he's a good kid. He's a hard worker. He's kind of a blue collar guy when he walks out on a baseball field, and those are all good traits, no doubt about it.
0: Dave Jarvis again here with us on Coach's Corner, presented by From the Heart Cafe out in Chapel Hill. His team hosting Kansas this weekend, starting tomorrow. Hopefully, <laughs> obviously we have some possible severe weather, but in the event that that you guys are not able to play tomorrow, I assume you'll you'll do two, uh, a double header on either Saturday or Sunday.
4: Yes, that'd be the most likely scenario. We're looking at uh, some high wind tomorrow, but it could be even maybe we push our start time back a little bit later uh, to allow some of that front to move through. And, and I don't really think we're looking at precip much by tomorrow afternoon. Uh, I think it's just going to be more some, some really high early March winds coming in like a lion, hopefully going <laughs> out like a lamb as the old saying goes. But, uh, the wind it looks like it could be gusting pretty high tomorrow afternoon and the Two to four o'clock time frame. So
1: perhaps so if we go if, little... if, if you're a pitcher, you're hoping that wind is blowing in, all right?
4: <laughs> well, you are as a hitter, you're hoping it's blowing out. <laughs> it's a back and forth. There's no doubt about that. Uh, I think this wind would definitely be blowing out tomorrow. So it's going to be a warm wind coming out of the south, southwest. So um, the, the only thing that concerns me is when you get up into 35, 40, 45 mile an hour gusts, then are we really playing baseball or are we just trying to survive through this? So uh, we'll, we'll see what tomorrow brings and, and try to find our best window of opportunity. We we'd much rather play a game tomorrow than try to play a doubleheader on, on Saturday.
1: Scheduled for four o'clock start Friday at Rose Park, one o'clock on Saturday and the 11 AM finale on Sunday. Dave Jarvis, I'm baseball coach joining us here on Coach's Corner, presented by From the Heart Cafe over in Chapel Hill. Dave, I know you've got a workout to get to, and we have probably kept you too long, as it is. But um, we appreciate you taking some time with us, and um, good luck against the Jayhawks this weekend.
4: Thank you very much. It's good to meet with both of you guys, and we appreciate the coverage very much. So thank you. Thank you. It. All right. All right. That one ended better than the last one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, While we're here, Mo, Mm -hmm. let's handle some hardware. All right. We've got a couple folks to honor this week, and we'll start with our end-to-end life team of the week, presented by our friends at Custom Stone Handlers. Customstonehandlers.com or 931-490-4990. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game.
1: And this week's team of the week will go to the mats. We will go to the mats, the Summit Spartans. Finished second in the class double-A state individual tournament this past weekend up at the Ag Expo. Had a couple of individual state champions. Jarvis Little won his second consecutive state championship at 126 this year, 120 last year. Landon Desell won the 138 state championship. Um, Finley Jamison placed second at 152. And they had five other medalists, I do believe. So... um, Good weekend for Pete Miller's bunch. Um, Congratulations to the Summit Spartans, our into win life team of the week.
0: And we go now to the Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint Southern Middle Tennessee
1: Athlete of the Week. Staying on the mats. We'll stay on the mats. Riley Lent, a um, senior, one hundred pounder. Yeah, there we go. At Independence won the state championship by defeating Vivian Mariscal of Overton and it was a it was a redemption tour as her coach Dalton Howard said because um she lost to Mariscal in last year's state championship so the revenge tour there we go and and as a senior she's getting it and she's getting out so Mariscal won't have another shot at her <laughs> so
0: I've so, taken my meddling. And, and I'm going home. home.
5: That's it. That's it. So, good for you.
0: Congrats, Riley.
1: Absolutely. So Riley Lent, Independence High School Valedictorian, Riley Lent.
0: Hey, watch out.
1: <laughs> Not only as 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 a friend of mine what? and an assistant coach at Independence, Aaron Aaron Compton says, I wish I was as good at one thing in my life as she is at everything in her life. So congratulations to riley
0: absolutely all right we're going to take a break when we come back we've got plenty to discuss our top story got pushed
1: our rundown got pushed our
0: rundown got pushed so we're going to give you the rundown our top story of the day the TWSWA board of controls voted uh, on the blue cross bowl contract for the next couple of years and we'll get into that and more after this on main street sports Day, presented by ben tennessee barn and joint stick around
1: Have you recovered? I'm not even going. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service, and our ortho-quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net.
0: You've been putting back a few, and a few becomes a few too many. For a moment, you think about calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. What's the worst that can happen? You get pulled over, your insurance goes up,
4: you lose your license, you total your car, you kill someone.
0: Walmart supply chain is hiring in Lebanon. Earn up to 2225 an hour when you join our new fulfillment center. Enjoy competitive pay and premium perks, including 100% paid college tuition. 401k match flexible schedules a free walmart plus membership that includes discounts and free paramount plus paid time off and so much more fulfilling work starts right here text join to 240 240 that's join
2: 240 240 to apply now
0: Welcome back in. It is Thursday here on Main Street Sports today. and Usually on Thursday we get a chance to talk a little bit more high school stuff than we would normally talk. And my microphone was tipping a little bit, so. Still tipping. (laughs) It's okay. It'll get, it's, it's, it's all good, I hope.
2: Anyway. Great song. Still tipping. Great song.
0: We need to, what's that?
2: I was saying, still tipping by. Uh, what was, uh, I believe it was The Wu Tang Clan.
0: Mike Jones. Hey, yeah.
2: Mike Bum, Jones. Yep.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get to yesterday's results and today's schedule because we did not get a chance to do that earlier. So we will go now to the rundown.
2: This is the rundown.
1: Region. Championship girls basketball games from last night. Blackmon defeated Stewart's Creek 48-34. Clarksville defeated Dixon County 45-40. Community with a 70-52 win over East Nashville. Cookville doubled up Green Hill 50-25. Creekwood defeated Murfreesboro Central 36-33. It was Brentwood 51. The Host Hillsboro Lady Burroughs 48. Wow. And Loretto gets a final game at the barn with their 60-39 to 39 win over Summertown. Men's basketball action last night. Vanderbilt goes to Rupp. Comes out with a significant win on a number of fronts, down in Kentucky 68-66. Women's basketball yesterday. The SEC tournament, Texas A&M, defeated Vanderbilt 77-70 in Ohio Valley Conference play. SIU Edwardsville defeated Tennessee State 71-64. Is that tournament play as well? In... In the OBC? Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know.
0: Yes, oh, it was. I'm sorry.
1: Okay. Florida Gulf Coast with a 101.
0: Both of these in ASUN play here.
1: Yeah. Florida Gulf Coast with a 101 59 win over Lipscomb, outscored Lipscomb 54 to 16 in the second and third quarters. And Austin P with a stellar defensive effort, defeating Central Arkansas 2 0. Okay, that was a forfeit. Um, Poor offense. Exactly. Yes. Tennessee on the baseball diamond completed a sweep of Charleston Southern, eight-two. And in the NBA, the Memphis Grizzlies defeated the Rockets, one-thirteen-ninety-nine.
0: Boys basketball action tonight at Jackson County and four-one-a play. It's East Robertson taking on Pickett County. All of these games at seven o'clock, unless otherwise noted. Region three-two-a at Monterey, York Institute, and Watertown. Region 428 community Cascade takes on Pearl Cone 528 at Fairview. It's Giles County taking on the host Yellow Jackets and 5-3-8 Liberty Creek. It's Martin Luther King and Murfreesboro Central Magnet at Blackman and 4 4 play. The hosts will take on Laverne and at Mount Juliet, it's Hendersonville Green Hill at Hillsboro and 6 4 play. It's Independence at Hills uh, playing Hillsboro. At Clarksville in 7-4-A, it's Rossview and Dixon County. And in Division two a state tournament play, these two have seen each other a few times. <laughs> it is Good Pasture and Clarksville Academy. That's a 5 p.m. tip at it's, Tennessee Tech.
1: Yeah, it's unfortunate. That's not that they weren't bracketed away from each other, but it is what it is. Men's basketball tonight. Middle Tennessee State is at North Texas. That's a 7 o'clock start. That's a regular season game. Asan semifinal action, Lipscomb plays Kennesaw State. That's a 6 o'clock tip on ESPN Plus at 6.30 on ESPN Plus in the OVC quarterfinals up in Evansville at Southeast Missouri State and Tennessee State. Women's basketball action at the Glass House tonight. North Texas takes on Middle Tennessee State, 6 o'clock ESPN Plus, 7 o'clock on ESPN Plus. You can see the Belmont women at Illinois Chicago and on the ice. The Predators go south, taking on the Florida Panthers. Six o'clock, Pup Drop Valley Sports South. You want to check in just to see who's there or who's not? We'll talk about that a little bit later as well.
0: But that is it for today's rundown. (laughs) Now, our job story coming to you out of yesterday's TWSAA Board of Control meeting. The Blue Cross Bowl will remain in Chattanooga for the next two years at least. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, that seems like a solid plan for the TWSAA.
1: I think it is a solid plan. I think it just continues down the road of what had already been set Basically, they just hadn't been able to get it finalized for 2023 and 2024 any sooner. And in the interim between the previous Board of Control meeting, which I think was in December maybe, and and this one was when the news of new turf at Nissan Stadium came up and the outcry of, well, now we should move the state championships to Nissan Stadium. And probably right. But – they, I think they already had this all but set with Chattanooga yeah I, I at don't that think time there was no
0: need to start trying to rebid it no and 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 Nashville's in fluctuation right now with the the sports council anyway with a new director coming in next year it's it it, it wasn't going to get brought up it shouldn't have gotten brought up and Chattanooga is all of the other things that are involved with the Blue Cross Bowl. I mean, the only other place that could have bid would have been Cookville just because they understand what it, you know, what it takes. And I don't think their stadium is quite finished yet. So once, you know, they're they're not going to be bidding at least until then. And if they do, not sure they'll get it even when they do.
1: I really, the only way it leaves Chattanooga at this point is to come back to Nashville or to Middle Tennessee. I think. I mean, either Nissan Stadium. I don't know if MTSU. It has been held at MTSU previously. A bunch of people feel like that's a natural, and maybe it is. If well, with, MTSU wants it.
0: Well, it, with the you know the spring fling in Murfreesboro, they host a lot of the basketball championships. Are there? Why not the football championships? It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Well, right? I if can tell.
1: I, I can tell you this though. I think hotel rooms or lack of are the issue because the football championships are a one-day event. They don't get a whole lot of overnight stays necessarily out of it like they do for Spring Fling, like they do for the basketball tournament. So I think there's a little less of an attraction on the city of Murfreesboro part just because you don't necessarily get the bang for your buck out of the football state championships that you do out of those other events.
2: Really good point. That was a really good point, Mo. Very nice. Here's my question.
0: And this is once the new facility is built around the stadium. In Nashville? No.
1: No. In Murfreesboro. Oh, oh okay, 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 okay. I got you. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think that
0: potentially makes a difference? in whether mtsu wants it because again that does give you three days of folks coming into that that new facility that new uh if they do have the restaurants or whatever they've got mm-hmm. that are coming in that that could be a possibility
1: that might change their thinking i mean that that's a that's a factor i would think i don't know that, that's a good question Maybe something to put in front of Christmas sorrow at some point, but but yeah. Um, again, I, I understand the attraction of Nissan Stadium. I mean, it's the only NFL facility in the state of Tennessee. Uh, it's 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 natural for you know for every high school kid to point toward an opportunity to play there. I I, I just think it's a it's a natural. So I can see why everybody would want that. I can also see why that didn't happen in yesterday's board of control meeting.
0: Sure. Now I pose to you a, another question. Mm-hmm. Why not? And you may know the answer because you may, you probably asked this question. Why not rotate? Now you have, think about this Chattanooga with a turf facility, Nissan Stadium with a turf facility, Liberty, Who? Liberty Bowl. Oh with a turf facility mm. and upgrades to the stadium coming.
1: I don't know that you're ever gonna see it in Memphis. Really. They had spring fling it.
0: Because a a a new Liberty Bowl with all the things to do down there, I think it would be fun.
1: Unless you're coming from Kingsport.
0: Okay, but again the folks coming from Memphis to Chattanooga. It's not an easy drive to anywhere except Middle Tennessee for everybody. If you rotate it, at least you're making everybody make the drive occasionally.
1: There's that. Uh, but the trade-off to that, and and you're that's a valid point. I think the trade-off to it is You've got a bunch of folks putting on an event, two years, taking six years off, doing two years. I mean, if you're rotating it, depending on how many sites you're rotating it between, you know, and and I think there's value in, you know, Cookville hosting it for 10 years and getting from year one to year 10 and, and having a lot of the kinks ironed out and that kind of thing and knowing what needs to be done and having folks in place to get those things done. It, if you're rotating it, then everybody's learning how to do everything on a short ramp for a short period of time. And then once they figure everything out, they've lost it. Sure. So and
0: I, that makes a lot of sense. And, and it doesn't give you time to iron out any kinks. Mm-hmm. I mean, by the time so, you've ironed them out, you're gone. You're gone
1: for four years. hmm <laughs> and, 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 and who knows who's involved with it when it comes back
0: yeah you don't know who's going to be involved in your visitors bureau or anything like that so, right and those those are fine points and i i absolutely that makes that makes sense mm-hmm. um you know you know alabama does the wherever the iron bowl is they play it at the other one
1: i uh, like that
0: which makes sense because it's the last game of the year but they both have natural grass facilities so they have to
1: but yeah. it's it's the last game of the year but, so by the end of it it doesn't matter what it looks like right. or or plays like unless you're playing in the game unless
0: you're playing in that in that 6A game that's on Saturday night after the <sighs> after five other six other games have been played and rain and rain and all of this that and the other mm. and then of course but now every fourth year they're going to Birmingham to, to protective <laughs> and i think that's interesting because it's a it, you know, so every fourth year. Every fourth. So it's it's Alabama, Auburn, Alabama, Auburn, Birmingham. Then it's, it's five Auburn, years. Alabama, Auburn, Alabama, Birmingham. So well, it's, yes, it's every fifth year. But okay. okay. That's that's not bad. It's 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 a unique scenario, but it you know the positive is that Birmingham has plenty of folks there who have who have they well, did it for 25 years. Well, and it's
1: it's it's just another game right. there because they are putting on a lot of games
0: Almost. anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and so the Liberty Bowl not necessarily doing that mm-hmm. as often. I, I would love to see it in Memphis because if it's going to be in Chattanooga, there's not really much difference. But to me, Memphis is a more desirable destination as that's just the way I feel. Mm -hmm. I feel like Memphis would be a a, a place that I would, I would rather go spend three days in Memphis than in Chattanooga. (laughs) And if for nothing else, the food, (laughs) (laughs) that's just me.
1: Yeah. You don't, you don't necessarily have to worry about finding someplace open after the game in Memphis. Right. Yeah. So anyway, um, Chattanooga,
0: Two more years. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen in twenty five? We'll see. I think that I think I think the biggest factor in that is what stadium is available in Nashville. I don't think it matters. You think it's coming no matter what? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I, well, I mean the big the biggest. Well, the news. If there is a new stadium in Nashville, I don't think it's going to be ready by twenty five anyway. Twenty six. Okay. okay. So I think it. I think it comes to Nissan for 2526. And then if there's a new facility, it goes there afterwards. There you go. But that's just me. I, I, I don't know anything. That's just I don't your... have anything to base it on. That's just my reading of the way things have worked and, and just just a I wouldn't even call it a gut. It's just an instinct on my part. But I don't know anything, you know. Don't send me emails about why that's a stupid idea because I'm well, just I was,
2: was going to spit balls well. What about the new soccer stadium possibly?
0: you know, I thought about that because to me it would
1: be the coolest
0: place to have well place.
1: and and the thing about the new soccer stadium is you know from an attendant, how many does it hold?
2: Oh,
1: think <laughs> I think that's probably going to be pretty. Perfect. It makes uh, the atmosphere ooh. actually good. You know, that's that's an X factor, Justin. I don't know if anybody has thought about that. Right. I've not I've not heard that mentioned anywhere, but uh, that's not- now is Geodes it, it, does it have like grass turf? I believe it does have grass turf, and that might too. be an issue, especially for the quick turn before MLS gets started up. And you know, they don't have goal posts. Oh.
0: Yeah, I, that
1: I think, I think good. You know, I've heard really worse good. ideas.
2: Hey, well, I'll take that. I will take Let's, that. It's
1: uh, <laughs> 30. 30 so that, that's only a little smaller than MTSU.
0: Right. But it is, but the way that it's built up, it just makes it, it and, and you've got that upper Ample deck, you 50. could close the upper deck completely. hmm. And it's completely enclosed again. It's, uh, but it is grass, and that that becomes your biggest issue.
1: I think so. I think it does. That's but it's, but it's, it's, it's worth mentioning. It's worth looking at. It's good. If it's they cool. had, or cool, oh, sorry, good. No, I, I just think again, it's a little bit more of an intimate type setup. It is, so it's not the worst idea.
0: Good job, Justin. Thank you. you. Give give himself a ding, ding that man. Yeah,
1: ding that man, ding I that man. Say, as opposed now, to boo that I man. Mean, that's right.
2: Who would have yeah, Who would have thought that we'd be uh, able to, you know, in twenty twenty three, be able to just choose like, hey, which stadium in
1: Nashville should we go to? Which stadium? <laughs> which Which stadium? Yeah. There you, you know, go. Yeah.
0: No. Yeah. Imagine Imagine I tell you this in nineteen ninety
2: five. You know exactly exactly. <laughs> Titans didn't even have anywhere to go. <laughs> <laughs> nah,
0: they're still trying to figure that out themselves.
4: Right.
2: Oh, man.
0: Well, let's take a break. We've got a couple things to get to. The Nashville Predators
2: <laughs>
0: may have some decisions to make, and they perhaps have made some. Okay. They're at least taking some phone calls on decisions. <laughs> and we'll talk about what could potentially happen before the trade deadline tomorrow. Also, John Morant fa- founds himself in the news again for so many different reasons. And I'm curious what uh, what this means. What's going to happen? Is John Morant – does he have issues? Or is this just a bunch of nonsense? We'll talk about that as well. Right after this, Main Street Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bonner Joint. Stick around. Hockey in Music City just hits different. It's one big honky-tonk party. It's the sea of gold in the crowd, the goals, the saves, the celebrations. It's an experience like no other. Don't miss a minute of the action this season. Visit NashvillePredators.com/tickets to get your seats today. That's
3: NashvillePredators.com/tickets. And we'll see you at Bridgestone Arena.
0: Vaughn Grissom is trending on Twitter, Mo. I don't know what he
1: did, but it was probably good. I feel quite confident it was good. I do. As as opposed to someone else's. Well, never mind. I ain't going to get it. I'm not going to get into who's trending. Morgan Wallen is also trending.
0: Oh, yeah. Do you know why? He stopped all of the traffic today. All of the traffic. He announced he's doing a free show in Nashville because his new his
1: next tour does not come to Nashville, so he's doing a free show. <laughs> and how you, how 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 do you be a country music artist and not do a tour stop if you're touring in
0: Nashville? Because apparently he was doing this. Uh, he basically said you can only get tickets at the Bridgestone box office, so you got to go physically get the tickets. You okay, that
1: means you don't have to go through
0: Ticketmaster. Two tickets per person, and. The box office is open from 10 to 4. Well, at 9 o'clock this morning, there were people wrapped around the entire arena. Insanity. Couldn't get in. My buddy's like, if you work in Nashville, sorry. So, so Sorry, not sorry. Like yep. He took a picture from his take, office. Take a Morgan Wallen day, huh? Yeah. It's, it, sorry. Sucks to be you. Um, but, hmm. yeah. So... <laughs> Poor guy can't do anything right. Uh, can't even, he can't even do a free show right. It's very unfortunate.
1: Grant McAuley, at Grant McAuley on Twitter. Von Grissom has a single, a stolen base, a sacrifice fly, and an RBI to help the Braves build a 4-0 lead over the Mets in the fifth inning. His bid to win the shortstop job looking good so far this spring. So,
0: um, I hear Colby Allard had a pretty good day. For the Atlanta Braves. I don't know
1: what his numbers Metropole.
0: were, but oh, zero hits allowed. I can tell you that. There
1: you go. Well, <laughs>
0: so that's a good day for the, for the Bravos.
1: They won 6 2 at Port St. Lucie over the Mets. Eli White blasted a two run blast, according to Justin Toscano of he did? the AJC. I, blasted I, a two run blast.
0: Well, so <laughs> he, he's missing chip already. Walloped. <laughs> Belted. Yeah. Uh, Will know, it
1: stay fair? <laughs> did,
0: did he keep it fair? Yes, he did. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's interesting because Eli is going to make things real difficult when the Braves have to cut Marcelo Zuna.
1: What's difficult about it?
0: Just the fact that you're going to have to look at the payroll – Speaking of, Mm -mm. did you know? (laughs) Ouch. Did you know that Bobby Bonilla has another? I I saw that the other day with what? The White Sox? No, the Orioles.
1: The Orioles.
0: A half a million dollars a year with the Orioles. Through
1: 2029?
0: He gets paid $1.5 million every year. (laughs) And we've just been making fun of the Mets this whole time.
1: (laughs) Well, it's easy to make fun of the Mets.
0: The Orioles deserve a little hate here, too. This guy was the best agent in history.
1: Yes. Top that, five that, agent
0: draft him.
1: That dude should be in the agent hall of fame. Him,
0: him and Jimmy Sexton. That's no. it. No, that, that's the gold standards. <laughs> He's Anyway, that that was just a random thing that I did see. I, I, I'm glad you saw it too and knew what I was talking
1: about. Hey, yeah. There's an article. Um, I just did Bobby Mania Orioles real quick, and something came up from last summer. Um July 1, which means MLD fans will spend the day dunking on the Mets. But did you know the Mets aren't the only team paying Bonilla? I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. Baltimore's paying him $500 a year through 2028, the Mets, a million a year through 2035. So apparently he's collecting $1,693,248.20. Per year from both of them.
0: That's insane. Congrats to Bobby Bonilla.
1: And again, congrats to his agent.
0: Who probably still gets paid, too. Let's be honest. Oh, without question. Yeah, he's, he's definitely getting, getting some of that.
1: <laughs> oh, hey, hang on. Hang on a minute. So apparently there are eight other guys. Ken Griffey's getting $3.6 million a year through next year. Hasn't hasn't played since 08.
0: Yeah, but at least he was good as long as he played. Bobby Mania wasn't
1: bad. I mean, he wasn't Ken Griffey Jr., but he wasn't bad.
0: No, but I mean, like, he tailed off quite a bit in those final few years. I I don't know. Manny Ramirez
1: is getting paid by the Red Sox through 2026. Not sure how much. Um, Brett Saberhagen's getting a quarter of a mil from the Mets. (laughs) <laughs> through
0: twenty twenty nine. That's hilarious.
1: Yeah. Um let's see. Matt Holiday's getting paid by the Cardinals through twenty twenty nine. Ichiro is getting something through twenty thirty two. Bronson Arroyo finally came off the Reds payroll.
2: You said Ichiro is still in that guap? Not pitching since 17. Ichiro, yeah. Ichiro, how about it? Good for him.
0: Yeah. So. Ichiro still works with
2: the Mariners, though.
0: And yeah. The, he's he does some stuff with them. So oh okay. Jeez. All right. All right. You're cool. <laughs> <laughs> Saves save some for the rest of us, pal.
1: No. Uh <laughs> anyway.
0: Mo, John Morant was in the news yesterday after a I don't even know they're not a newspaper it, it was just a a, a news publication
1: mm-hmm. a media outlet a
0: media outlet drug up some apparently additional information from a January incident in which a 17 year old and John Morant exchanged words and I'm just not entirely sure what uh what happened but it appears that and and okay i'm I'm, you gotta be careful on twitter there's Mm -hmm. do not take the bait Mm um but there was some situ- a situation between him and a 17-year-old that Ja basically said he swung on him because the guy said he was you know, threw a basketball. Morant said he, the, the 17-year-old threw a basketball at him, so Morant took a swing, and then he felt like he was being threatened, so he filed a police report, and I think that's where this new report's coming from. There's also a report that uh, – Morant and some of his buddies. We do know about the Pacers bus incident. Mm-hmm. He and some of his buddies allegedly went to a Memphis mall where his mom had basically been kicked out of uh, Fleetfoot or Finish Line fi- uh, Finish Line shoe store and uh, threatened a security guard. So, what what do you make of this?
1: I don't know, but to some degree, this kind of has to go back to the um, the situation with Ja and, and Shannon Sharp, Sharp and the lockers and that kind of thing.
3: Well, that was... And, uh, that- no, no, no.
1: What I'm saying is ja, Ja's not hard, as Shannon said. and And, and I think sometimes that- he's got to be in more of a... De escalation mode with some have, of
2: this. I have that clip of Shannon if you'd like if you'd like me to play it. But which clip? Uh, Shannon Sharp talking about John Moran's minute long.
0: Is that what he's what he said today?
2: Uh six hours ago, yes.
0: I'm curious what he had to say. I've not seen this.
2: Would you like you want me to play it?
5: Uh sure. Let's do it. We're 20 million from Memphis. He Skill, you got Ja, mm-hmm. Has two hundred, three hundred million dollar contract with Memphis Grizzlies. Two hundred million from Memphis. He's the new face. He got a a, a, a shoot deal, a, right, well, maybe a signature shoot from Nike. It. Yep. Five hours after the launch of his new, he's an you endorsement deal with Powerade. Mm-hmm. Skip, he wants to be. He portrays that he's like something that mm-hmm. he's not normally guys that have they're like okay i'm cool i made it i'm good mm-hmm. guys that haven't made it wants to project that they are good i don't get what john ja, he hustling backwards you're supposed to once you get out of that environment like i leave that behind I ain't, that ain't me john ja, you just got to move differently bro. skip i don't know if this is true i hope it isn't true i but john ja, you can't put yourself in this situation you can't people lie People, I mean, people have been known to lie, and I'm not saying this young man is, is lying, but sometimes celebrities or entertainers find themselves in situations where people lie because Ja has a name. Everybody yeah. knows who he is. Yeah. They know what he has. And so sometimes, Ja, people will try to take advantage of a situation because you try to portray this, okay, you're an easy target. Yeah. Ja, just move differently, bro. That's all I'm saying. That's, all, that's the only advice... I would never give you any advice about how to play basketball, mm. but I would try to give you some advice about how to move. Let someone else's lesson be your lesson. Skip, if to tell me I hit my head on that pole, man, my head hurt. I'm not going to go bang my head on the pole to see if it hurts. Mm. I'm going to take your word for it. John, there's a lot of lessons out there mm-hmm. for you to learn without having to learn that same lesson through your own hardship. Yeah. That's all I would say to it. Mm.
0: Okay. Uh, that's great insight from monk there, let's be honest
2: I, did, I it was weird I didn't hear a word of it i don't know why, but <laughs> you
1: you'll view. have to go back and listen to it later, but i mean <laughs> yeah. it was on it was on point because yeah he he's he's got he's got to move differently he's got to learn to step away from some of this stuff
0: well and and, and what we do know for a fact is that is the pacer's bus incident that happened yeah it stands to reason that if there was an incident with the security guard and his friends were with him, that there probably was an incident. It sounds like there's a common denominator here, Mo. These aren't good friends. And that's the biggest issue that professional athletes have more than anything else is that they let the wrong friends hang around too long.
1: You got to get away from some folks.
0: You have you, to know who who can be trusted you and who can't. Hey, why are you yelling at me, Hunk? <laughs> um,
1: uh, former Ohio State running back Maurice Claret, you remember that name? Oh, yeah. And, and so, all of the issues that he went through and dealt with, started following him on Twitter a few years back as he was –
0: Great Twitter
1: follower. Uh-huh. But one thing he said that that stuck with me show me your friends and I'll show you your future.
2: Dang, that's good. That is a good one. It's solid. I've always heard that you're the sum of the five people you're around.
0: Yeah. Well, if that's the case, I got you guys, so I'm feeling good. (laughs) I agree, man. Don't have Greg Doyle. Greg is not. You, in my you
1: do not. You not do not, not
0: have Greg I don't <laughs> no. think I'll. I am i do not think I'll be crashing on Greg's couch. No, if I find myself in Indianapolis,
1: no. no if I, I,
0: if no. I find myself on the side of the road, out of gas in Indianapolis, do
1: not call Greg. That's Dewey. that's not a call you should make. Not-
2: yeah, yeah, other Indy people might call him to come. You yeah, know, I'm just <laughs> Meet you there. Yeah. So
1: yeah. Anyway, um,
0: <laughs> before we get out of the professional ranks because we have taken you from preps to pros today mm-hmm. from pros to preps to pros. The
1: Nashville Predators <laughs> are trading everything that ain't nailed down. <laughs> <laughs> if you honk if you've been traded by the Nashville Predators, uh, that, that needs to be the new uh, bumper sticker.
0: And and it very well might be you know that it's it's getting crazy. Mikhail Granlund gone.
1: He's the latest,
0: and and he's on the side of the building. I was gonna say they are just gonna take everybody down. Just, just take everybody down. We really talked about it on the way. We, we will, did
1: across. We'll get. That's crazy. One, once, we get through Friday, then we'll see who's on, left on and Saturday, figure out who, Then
0: we'll start putting pictures back up. Right. At, at, at least for for Nash. <laughs> basically, just a bunch of pictures of Nash. That's probably yeah. not a bad idea.
1: Let's let's be honest. Um, oh, you don't think Nash can get traded at this point <laughs> in, this economy, what,
0: in this economy? What's the what's the sound booster? Mm. Booster, better watch out. Uh, he might be on skates next week. <laughs> T rack. T rack. What you doing? <laughs>
1: Come on over here. We just traded Nash.
0: <laughs> so you never my- know. I'm just saying, as long as the Memphis chick doesn't show up, we'll be all right. Yeah, I'm with <laughs>
2: Mike. F- Let's get Mike Fisher back.
0: Uh, at this point, he may be the only person available. But coming from Nick Kaiser, mm. uh, Great this follow. is this is a a quote. That he is attributing to Willie Donick, friend of the show. Mm-hmm. Kevin Lankinen is in, quote, what is customarily the starter's net, end quote, at morning skate this morning <laughs> for the Preds at morning skate this morning. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Office of Redundancy Office. Does this mean what we think it means? Uh, <laughs> what what I think it means I, I don't know is what we think it
1: means. So. What
0: I think it means is the phone is ringing. UC Soros's name is being mentioned by some folks who are calling. Stop. And if the right offer, if the right offer comes, don't you do it? UC Soros would not be a predator. Now, oh my gosh. I think it's got to be a monstrous offer. I do think that what we it, Teresa Walker said it. Uh, Christopher Martell agreed. And there was somebody else Yes, it should have been Nick on, on Twitter, talking about why the Predators needed to trade UC Saros. And some of the comments under that particular tweet were, or you could take these draft picks and the folks you have and build around a Vesna level goalie.
2: Thank you. Saying that, I'm glad. Thank you for saying that. So,
0: uh, you know, and I see that. I see that point. If you're gonna make it, 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 and and you've, you feel like you've got at least 10 years of UC Soros uh, left in his career. Now, how long he stays in Nashville is up to him, I guess. I don't know how long he's under contract, but if, if UC Soros is under contract long enough to get you through this rebuild, it's kind of like quarterback in the NFL.
2: I was thinking Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. Well, it's
0: not not easy to get better, but it sure is easy to get worse. (laughs) Michael Sean Dugard is going to get royalties from this show, by the way, (laughs) just for that quote
1: alone. But, I mean, he's not wrong and the thought is not wrong. I mean, there are some positions where if you are really good there, you want to stay good there for as long as you can because you know how hard it is to get good.
0: Unless you're the Preds who have had Pecorino and usually saw us back to back. That's just unheard that's of. That's exactly right. I mean, like a but, Pec-
1: that's like going from Barrett Farb, Darren Rogers. But like you don't. How many more times you want to roll that dice? You so. don't.
0: <laughs> and 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 because you know you can go from, let's say. From Joe Montana and Steve Young to whoever the quarterback was for the 49ers after that, and it probably and wasn't Garcia. anybody any good. And Jeff Garcia. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's, really it's, good <laughs> it's real easy to go backwards. Uh and you don't want to necessarily do that if you don't have to. And and but but also if you if you're hoping to get high draft picks, you can't be good. And this is the issue that the Titans are facing and the conversation I had with Joe Rex wrote about it is, You know, if you take a quarterback now and stink for a couple of years, then you're going to have good draft picks. If you stick with Canny Hill, you're not losing 12 games. You're just not. You're going to lose eight or nine games. You're probably going to win the AFC South. I mean, heck, you almost did it this year with – literally bits and pieces of anything you could bubble gum and chicken wire. Mm -hmm. So why take the chance of being a 20 pick or decent? No, not good. Decent because decent doesn't get you good enough draft picks.
1: I'm just not sure. Particularly in the Titans case, perhaps more so than in the Predators case. I'm not sure the Titans fan base will hang through a rebuild.
2: Oh, spicy.
1: No, I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to be spicy. I'm not trying to be provocative. I'm, I'm, I, Chris does that. But I'm, I'm just <laughs> not sure that the, the Titans fan base is more of a we're with your winner tie type fan base. I think I don't know that this fan base well, can back. withstand a three and fourteen season, which is really weird considering you know
0: so, they're in Nashville, and uh,
1: that's it though. You and, know we we well, we've, we've got, got other, enough of those.
0: <laughs> well, you know you're well, Nashville and Tennessee natives have
1: typically stuck
0: with their teams. I mean Vanderbilt but, fans, but again.
1: Are, We've got enough of those. Yeah, we need somebody to win love and win big them. and win a lot for the
2: team. I mean, think how many people showed out for the 2017 run in Predators. Could you imagine if we won? Oh, you know, I
0: I could maybe see we won it so bad, <laughs> but it's still the NFL, and maybe it's not Titans fans, but Nissan's going to be full either way. Now it may be when Georgia pulls up to you know, first bank stadium and there's 75% red in the crowd. Mm. Yeah. You know, honestly, it just is what it is. Because uh, once the Titans are good again, those guys are gonna come back. The the issue that I would have is I don't think Mike Vrabel hmm. would stick around through a For three and fourteen. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. The interviews scare me, man, because the way he and, like, talking, it's just like I don't know. You know what I mean? Like just the confidence isn't there.
0: <laughs> the fact is that Mike Vrabel may be the best coach in the NFL.
2: I love him so much.
0: I I, I
1: truly believe Mike Vrabel is the best coach in the national football. If League. if he's not, he's in the conversation. For sure. Just because My of confidence. what he has to work with relative to what everybody else has to work
2: with. And what he's done with it. Mm-hmm. So I have my question of the day for y'all. Whenever you're ready, uh, you better have, hurry. A yeah. little late. I was a little late here. Okay, okay so uh, would you rather um, be forced to sing along or dance to every song you hear? Like you'd have to sing along uh, to every dance. Sing along. Sing along.
0: Yeah, I'm not dancing. No, no, that's
1: easy. Sing Glad along. you that one. Yeah that was that, that, that was that was a softball.
2: And y'all are all world class singers.
1: <laughs> no, I'm just not a world class dancer. Uh, but, <laughs> I'm a better <laughs> singer <laughs> than a
2: dancer,
0: and there's no question
2: there.
1: It's I'll not promise. even close.
0: Thank you guys for hanging out with us. We appreciate uh, Dave Jarvis for joining us, <laughs> <laughs> and thanks to Greg Doyle too. Oh, Look, I show, I, man, I, I I'm not mad at Greg. I, th- I think he gave me an honest answer. He gave me an honest reaction. And that's what I that's what I asked for. So we appreciate all of you guys as well. We'll be back tomorrow at two o'clock on Main Street Sports today.